0: I die i, I can hey
1: so you're listening to miserytourism.com's misery movies podcast a podcast where we watch an assortment of movies about uh, human suffering Terrible situations and the sort, and then we have a free-ranging discussion on them. There, how was that for an intro? I actually didn't like trip over myself. Uh, what what do we? That was was almost professional. We're, um, uh, (laughs) who? (laughs) We, uh, we we have some movies to talk about. Okay, anyway, (laughs) so, uh, as professional is gone gone to fucking hell. All right. So as usual, um, I'm Will and I'm kind of the sort of, I don't know. I I was going to say something about being editor-in-chief of miserytourism.com but fucking the site is basically dead. What am I fucking like? I'm not even, what am I editing? Fucking anyway. Uh, And I'm joined by two of our contributors. uh, Frequent contributor AJ.
2: Yo.
1: And uh dude who started talking on the podcast last week and who I have only <laughs> known for a dozen years or so, Brandon. Uh, a little more than a dozen. It's closer to two, actually. Jesus fucking Christ. Fuck yeah, that. Yeah, another reminder how old we are. Oh, my God. You're so old. Both of you are old. Yeah. Oh, shut up. Yeah. You don't need to rub it in. I know. I know. I mean... Anyway, uh, I'm not even going oh. to dwell on that. I was that depressed. Was to was it is that was the downer. Um, I mean, it, the depression <laughs> is kind of one of our uh, motifs, our themes on this site, but you really didn't have to bring up that. <sighs> anyway, so we were actually in the midst of a Halloween movie podcast marathon where we watch a whole bunch of different Halloween-themed movies. that also happened to be Misery tourism movies and then uh, discuss them on the podcast the idea is that these episodes will all drop around the same time around Halloween if you're listening to this uh you know uh, and yesterday was Christmas Eve and I guess today will be would be Christmas Day then and the podcast just dropped like December 23rd I apologize for you actually AJ will have to apologize since that means she she took an exceptionally long time to put intro and outro music on the podcast.
2: I never apologize for anything.
1: Of course you don't. So uh, today we're going to be discussing Beavers. and uh, this, is, this movie was actually chosen by, <laughs> by Sarah. Who, If you've actually listened to any of our other podcasts, which is extremely unlikely, you would know that... Uh, she's a pretty frequent contributor to misery movies podcast so she uh proceeded to pick this movie and then get sick on us so that she couldn't join the podcast and discuss it um so that means that i'm going to have to explain what the movie is oh but before that for any new listeners which is if we have a listener you're probably a new listener i don't know how many times i'm going to do that joke i'm going to fucking drive that into the (laughs) earth i do that every episode but anyway um if you are a new listener just so you know the first half of the podcast we try to keep it spoiler free we talk about the movie in broad general terms and we end that first half of the podcast hopefully the first half an hour of the podcast with our reviews of the film and then we'll give the film some kind of rating um and after we've rated the film. The second half of the podcast is when we'll start dealing with spoilers. And we'll give you a little warning in case uh, you want to tune out then or pause the podcast and actually watch the movie. This is a rare instance where a movie that we're reviewing can actually be found right on Netflix. So if you do decide you want to see the movie, you can just turn it on on Netflix and watch it. So, um, but I do want to, I guess someone needs to kind of introduce what the movie is about. As you can probably tell from the title, it is a horror movie about zombies that are also beavers, thus, zom beavers. And there, you might think, "Oh, well, that's a pretty brief synopsis. Isn't there anything more to the movie than that?" There really isn't. That's no. that's it. It's an hour and twenty minutes of zombie beavers. Uh, and then th- it's been a good podcast, folks. <laughs> okay. So anyway, um. Normally, I would let the person who picked the movie frame the movie and ask the questions, but Sarah kind of left us high and dry here, although, um, uh, yeah. So, I guess we might as well start talking about this movie. So, I guess I want to start off by saying, you know, going into this after kind of reading the blurb about it on Wikipedia and sort of, you know, getting the general sense of what it was going to be about. Movie about some teenagers who go off for a weekend into in the woods and get attacked by zombie beavers. I have to say, I was I really prepared myself to hate this movie, and it's a good thing I did because if I hadn't been prepared, I don't know what I would have done.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I, 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 this I did was a bad fucking time. movie. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I've said this several times. I knew this was going to be a movie I was probably going to have to drink in order to watch, and uh, I wasn't wrong. Uh, to have to drink three bottles of beer in the hour and 20 minutes that this movie dragged on for wasn't enough, because I still remember the movie.
1: <laughs> Brandon, I would I would shed, um, you know, Brandon, I will shed one tear for you for every beer I've had in my life because i don't drink <laughs> and you can only imagine if it how much more agonizing this experience must have been for me yeah. than for you yeah. um
2: <clears throat> i'll shed a tear for every beer that i've drunk in my life and that means that i'll be sobbing all night uh-huh That's
1: it well you might as well get yeah. started yeah. now we're not going to have much else to talk about yeah yeah set the tone yeah. um <clears throat> So, um, Sarah, if you're listening, I guess, fuck you. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. Fuck you. But how are we we, we going to discuss this movie? Okay. We have to find a way to talk about this. Um,
0: I I guess I can kind of kick it off a little bit. Um, I've watched a lot of B rated horror movies in my days. I have no problem with watching movies that are intentionally bad Mm -hmm. that acknowledge the fact that they are intentionally bad.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I've I've... watched
0: a lot of shit over the years. Right. This movie was actually insulting to B-movies everywhere. (laughs) that's how bad this was this was actually painful to watch
1: it was it was legitimately painful to watch um and i i guess we can talk about that idea of an intentionally bad film um because it's it's an idea that's never sat right with me um and maybe it's just because i'm a snob but i think that um so there's a difference between a film that tries a lot of things and tries to be a good film mm-hmm. and ends up being a bad film, <laughs> you know, just by happenstance or because – like an Ed Wood kind of deal, right? I, mean, I don't know if you've uh, seen the Tim Burton movie about Ed Wood, but uh, apparently Ed Wood was really – like he didn't really set out to make B-movies he just didn't have a good filter i guess you'd say like right. he just he like loved everything he shot you know he was just like in love with and he didn't take the time to really edit or to really think about like how the audience was perceiving anything um he just he just shot you know and he didn't care that the movies were cheap that they were silly b horror flicks he just loved it you know and the end result were a bunch of really trashy movies that were at least made with enthusiasm and then there is a kind of movie that's bad like cynical bad like like everything Michael Bay has ever done or Jerry Bruckheimer where you get the sense that like they dumped a lot of money into this movie and they know they're making shit but they also know it's shit a lot of people will watch um and you know That's a little worse in my estimation than the kind of Ed Wood movie that's bad because you're gung-ho about it and you're in love with what you're making and you don't realize you're making shit. But there's still a kind of um, method to that, right? They said, okay you know, we're going to, this movie is being optimized for a very specific audience that we want to be able to sell this movie overseas. We want to make sure that this makes sure to, this movie is going to make sense with minimal subtitles to the growing Chinese population, Chinese movie going population, right? So we want a lot of big special effects. We want this to be an impressive piece of American movie making that happens to be disposable pap, right? Okay, sure. but. There's another type of movie that's the intentionally bad movie or the movie that's so bad it's good. And I don't buy into the idea that that really exists. I mean, there's a difference between that and an intentional parody or an intentional satire in that a parody or a satire takes the tropes, takes the worn out, silly, stupid ideas of a genre and then puts a twist on them does something to them if it's a smart satire it takes those tropes and it twists them towards a point like for example get out does this fabulously and i wish sarah i mean as long as we had to watch a horror film i kind of wish it was get out (laughs) um but sure i mean in that it takes the tried and true tropes of horror films and twists them into this actually incredibly insightful and still really scary and also somehow hilarious um, parable about American race relations. Right. And and it does it brilliantly, right? Or you could maybe, I mean, even if you're not going to aim that high, right? you're not going to aim quite that. You're not going to make, you know, you're not going to make Get Out here. Okay. You could still... And I hate to say this because I never want to say anything nice about Josh Whedon. <laughs> uh, I, I really I despise Josh Whedon. But a few years ago, Josh Whedon made a film called *Cabin in the Woods*, which was a really it was it was a horror parody that, in a lot of ways, is aiming was aiming for. Um, I would say roughly the same kind of effect that this movie is aiming for in that it really wanted to take, um, in that it really wanted to be a send up, a parody of trashy, slasher films trashy monster uh, movies those trashy films where a bunch of teenagers go into the woods and get attacked by something get slaughtered by something you know get picked off one by one by a monster or by a a, you know a a serial killer or whatever Uh, and that movie may not have had a great sociological statement to make like get out but what it did do was all for a really smart dissection of horror movie tropes and of the like <laughs> what's really going on under the surface maybe in these films or, or the reason we feel drawn to this kind of movie. And it also was actually funny. <laughs> and it, it, it twisted It was. Yeah. Or the expect- you seen it, Brandon, then mm-hmm oh yeah I have yeah there was
0: a what the important thing that that movie had that this one lacked was a self awareness <laughs> yeah. they actually understood what they were doing with Cabin in the Woods there was that, that intentional aspect to it where they were taking everything that they were approaching and stood what they were doing they weren't just repeating the same pattern hoping for the same result or just you know just taking the same thing, throwing it in a blender, regurgitating it, you know, on the floor. They were actually trying to make something with it. Um, this is not
1: that. Right. Right. This exactly. Is very much not that. Exactly. And I think you hit, hit the nail on the head when you said they were taking the pattern or, or the layout, you know, like the foundation of one of these movies. Yeah. the the, um, the structure of one of these films. And then it was using that. It was first of all revealing that structure for what it was, and then building something kind of innovative and different on that structure. But you're right. This movie doesn't do that, and that's the problem I think with these "quote unquote" parody films, these horror parody films that, like zombievers. Th- th- is that the, pro- the central problem with these films, yeah. and I, I think you basically said it, is that they do nothing more than regurgitate the tropes of the film, they, of, the, of the bad films that they're supposed to be parodying. It's not a parody yeah. to just do the same exact thing every one of these sad slasher films does and to have a goofier monster (laughs) that's not a parody right a parody is smarter than the work it's a parody of a satire has more to say than the films it's satirizing and this movie doesn't this movie does absolutely nothing to in any way comment on elevate pervert subvert change D- yeah, no absolutely d- disassemble reassemble uh, dismiss whatever it does absolutely nothing it just is one of these dumb films and what's worse is it, it, it's actually worse than your average I would say from the few I've seen B slasher flick because it thinks it's ironic detachment is an excuse not to ever be scary <laughs> so it's never scary and it's never yeah. funny <laughs> so what the fuck is it so it's just grating and obnoxious is what it ends up being.
0: this this movie actually made me wish that i was watching zombie strippers again <laughs> <sighs> that's how bad it was because at least zombie strippers was funny and at uh, least I'll, Zombie I'll Strippers had the presence of someone of the caliber of Robert England. You know, the original Freddy Krueger was a featured actor in that movie. And a certain level of credibility and humor to that movie that this, no matter how hard Zombievers tried, no matter how many sight gags, no matter how many visual puns, and we'll get into those later but no matter what they tried to do, this movie could not rescue itself from its own insufferable
1: stupidity. Couldn't. It couldn't. Uh, AJ, I want to get you in here. You had to watch it, too.
2: Yeah. It was really dumb.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It was. Wasn't
2: it? It was really, like... It was... I think the most insufferable part for me was that it, like you said, like it like thought of itself as a parody, but like there was literally nothing that happened that was unexpected. So you knew what was going to happen, but in some occurrences it like, okay, (laughs) sometimes something would happen that was unexpected, but that was just because it was dumber than you thought it would be.
0: (laughs) Yep, yep.
2: Yeah. This movie would have been improved by, like, anything. Like, literally anything. Like, if you had, like, inserted, like, you know... If you had cut it off after, like, you know, the first 30 seconds, it would have been majorly improved. But, like, if you'd inserted... Like, oh, I would agree, yeah. You know, a, a, a five-minute shot of just, like, the outside of the house, it would have been an immensely... <laughs> Better movie, just yep. like in the middle of the movie, just like you and, know.
0: And it could have been a still frame.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It would
0: have exactly. been better. In fact, it would have been a still frame with no music.
2: It would have been a much it better, better movie. Pause button
0: from time to time while watching the movie, and you'll actually <laughs> enjoy it.
1: I, I actually agree with you one hundred percent, both of you one hundred percent. In fact, I distinctly remember one moment in the film where I I was like Flor Florid, excuse me. Because they can't, they had like a long—not long. It was actually a relatively short shot, but they had a shot that was just an overhead shot of the river, and like with, and it was like lined with trees, and it it was almost pretty for a moment. And I was like, yeah. I just wish yeah. that moment had gone on. If I had to sit there for eighty minutes, I wish I could have spent an hour just yeah. that one shot of the tree. I was like, oh, that's kind of a pretty oh. shot, and I think I it was think captured either. Sequence. If I'm going to be generous, I think that scene, that uh, that shot was captured accidentally. But what I actually think it is, I think it was a stock footage, stock footage oh, yeah. establishing <laughs> shot that they bought. Yep. That's the only way I can explain why the cinematography in that one moment was way better than anything else in the film. The rest of the film is shot like – to say that it's shot like a soap opera would be an insult to Days of Our Lives
0: uh it, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. It, it's bad. I like that
1: it's bad in fact, yeah oh yeah, speaking of sub soap opera level quality, the acting in this film is fucking atrocious. oh, oh my
2: God. God oh my I God. swear to fucking God
1: there's an uh, there's a couple of the characters have <laughs> are, are, are attempting, I think <laughs> to do southern accents, but they pop oh. in and out it's they're, they're totally. Like random, when someone's going to suddenly break into this weird quasi-Southern drawl. But on top of that, even if we we give them, once again, give them the benefit of the doubt and say, well, um, that they were attempting to do an accent, and these are young, largely unqualified, shitty actors and actresses. Or actually, the Southern accents were all the actresses. Uh, Maybe they just... You know, maybe it's
0: just which, which struck me as weird on top of that because if I'm not mistaken the characters are all from the midwest from
1: Indiana! They're from the midwest it doesn't fucking make sense none of them should have southern accents let alone two of them having southern Whoa. accents and southern wait, wait, Not wait, other, why are they even making the effort to, does someone on the production crew think Indiana like south of fucking Kentucky maybe, <laughs> I mean that's the level of writing that's going on here <laughs> that's the level of production I mean sure maybe that's what's fucking going on I I don't know
2: <laughs> <laughs> But two of them have it, and one of them doesn't. So it's like maybe, maybe one of them just like really couldn't pull it off.
1: Uh, maybe, or maybe one of them is supposed to be the city slicker or something. <laughs> I don't fucking know. You know, yeah, maybe she's yeah. trying to do a Jersey accent and she just can't do it at all. I don't know. Hey, I mean, fucking hey, uh, who can who can say what horrors were actually in the script for this thing? <laughs>
0: I I greatly, greatly preferred the awful Eastern European accents by New Zealand actors that we had in the last movie. Yeah. Yeah. Because those were fantastic and consistent.
1: Yeah, they were were bad in an obvious, campy way that was tied very directly to the subject matter.
2: And it Um, made sense, yeah.
1: It did,
0: and that's just it. But this was just... Grating and awful and so distracting and such a, a pull you out of the scene and honestly thank goodness for that because if I was trapped <laughs> in the scene of this movie for an hour and twenty minutes I probably would have followed the lead singer of Lincoln Park into the afterlife
1: <laughs> <laughs> one step closer to the edge right you're about to oh I was about to break I was about to break. <laughs> I was
0: about to break.
1: <clears throat> so, you know what, guys? Fuck it. Let's Lincoln just.
0: Park fans who happen to come across this, by the way, but I'm not actually sorry.
1: No, I mean, I listen. What, whatever. I mean, I'm gonna say something. I'm not a Linkin Park fan. Um, but I would rather listen to their entire discography back to back than um watch. 20 minutes of this film again this and, uh, was... once again a shout
0: out to Sarah for not being part of this podcast that
1: <laughs> I yeah I wish her, she was to make it would be great uh, if Sarah were here because maybe she could explain to us why she picked this film
2: <laughs> uh, and I knowing like,
1: that she's vomiting
2: so. So. Yeah. yeah that's
1: uh, which uh, that joke is too easy. Well, you know? I was like, oh yes, this film yeah, made me really wanna throw yeah. up. But honestly, this film didn't make yeah. me want to throw up because then I would have felt something while I was watching it. If this film made me nauseous. Made you what?
0: <laughs> it made me want to take a nap.
1: <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Yeah, exactly. It if that oh. I don't know that I could have even fallen asleep during this film because it was just grating. It would
2: have been like um this kind film, of fall yeah this made me want to turn it off is really <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly yeah yeah
0: uh, it was a struggle to not just pick up my phone and start scrolling through Facebook yeah. or scrolling through instagram and just relaxing like I normally do with some background noise that I'm paying absolutely no attention to on
1: have you ever tried to fall asleep while like A couple of drunks were fighting in the street outside your apartment oh all the time that's what this movie is like it's like the experience of just wanting to be unconscious but there's a few obnoxious people who are talking just frequently enough and at just high enough of volume to make it impossible for you to zonk out impossible for you to totally disconnect which is what i would have loved to do i would have loved to just um, I, will,
2: I will say that there's one good part of this film at the very beginning, which is like the only good part of this film is the theme song and the animations that go along with it.
1: Yeah, there is. There's a, there's a, a nifty yeah. little, yeah. Um, and, as you said, there's a nifty little opening um, during the opening credits they have a nifty little animated sequence with zombie beavers that plays over the, um, you know, the uh, actual real life background of the river or whatever. And that was Good. I mean, it it had almost a kind of retro 80s sort of like silly 80s horror movie kind of feel. Uh, And the cheap silhouette flash
0: animation was actually more believable than the special effects used in the rest of the movie.
2: Yes. Yes, it was.
1: Yeah, that's another thing. Let's talk about the special effects. Because one thing we mentioned... Uh, It was the wrong kind of special, for one. (laughs) (laughs) One thing we mentioned... um, when we were talking about what we do in the shadows is how effective the movie was, even though it was a parody, even though it was a silly satire of vampire films, how effective it was at hiding the fact that it was a really low budget film when it came to its special effects, like how they used the camera work and the pseudo the mockumentary format to make up for the fact that they obviously had no money to spend on special effects.
0: And they did an outstanding job.
1: And they did. And this movie is the polar fucking opposite, I yes. think. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure because here's the thing. I, I can't tell to what degree the special effects were bad and cheap and to what degree they were intentionally bad. Like I'm were we supposed – I think on some level we were always supposed to be aware that these were bad-looking special effects. Well, but they it, were funny bad <laughs> they, they were just no
0: bad. no and that's just it and it's it's one of those distracting things for me too because in the very opening sequence and I wouldn't call this a spoiler because this was literally the first yeah. five five yeah, seconds yeah, of the yeah. movie you have the two animal control officers or whatever the hell they are because I don't think they ever actually effectively explain I, it
1: they were like base guys talking. medical or nuclear waste disposal guys.
0: See, that's, that's how much I was able to actually pay attention oh. to the movie. <laughs> um, but if I'm not mistaken, one of them was stand-up comic Bill Burr.
2: Yeah, Is that who that was? That's who that who,
0: was. The, yeah. the red-haired guy, yeah. Who is actually a decent name in stand-up yeah. comedy and a funny guy.
2: And a pretty talented character
1: like act- too. actress, too. Uh, actress yes. Character <laughs> actor, too. Um,
0: oh, absolutely. And the fact that that was all
1: that they used him for. Yeah, when he's certainly more talented than any other, although maybe that's all they could get him for was Yeah, the
2: first. I was going to say maybe that's all he was willing to do.
0: If they would have if it would have been 120 or an hour and 20 minutes of Bill Burr wandering around the woods making fun of what we saw in the actual <laughs> movie. Yeah,
1: that would have been This would have been
0: possibly one of my
1: favorite things I've ever seen. One little change, that's all they would have had to do. And as long as we're talking about how a small casting change could have substantially improved this movie, how bad an oversight is it, given everything else happening in this movie, and given this this movie's obsession with its one-joke premise? How bad is it that Smith, who is the hunter, who's this kind of hunter-trapper-outdoorsman character, who uh, yes. helps them? deal with the zombie beaver threat how fucking bad is it that he's not played by jim beaver I mean how it's so obvious in fact yeah. I the the actor yeah. that they have playing him is basically like an off-brand Jim Beaver. When I first saw him on screen I was like is that Jim Beaver because if that's Jim Beaver that's almost a funny joke. The character he's <laughs> yeah. playing yeah. is exactly the character that Jim Beaver play, played plays in everything he's in whether it's Supernatural or Deadwood or Justified. I mean it was so it was on every level a Jim Beaver character yeah. and yet yeah. Somehow nobody said, "Well, let's get Jim Beaver for this," and and it, it, that's a case where another the, he like he would have elevated this film by at least oh, you know yeah. half a to vulture the, in my estimation. Yeah. Um, yeah. What I hope happened uh, but- is that they they thought, oh, let's make a let's write a role for Jim Beaver in this Beaver film," and wrote a role that was obviously a Jim Beaver role, and then presented it to his agent and he read it and he said, this is fucking dumb. I'll go nowhere near this. I like to imagine that's what happened Uh, because I mean, I'm not wrong. Right, Brandon. That's,
0: Oh no, you're, you're spot on with that. That would have been fantastic. And honestly, if they didn't at least try to do that, then I don't know what they were doing. (laughs) thought they were doing with their lives.
1: Right. Because even he even has the Jim Beaver beard. He ha, he's trying He has some of the Jim Beaver mannerisms. He's he's yeah. a 100 yeah. trapper, outs dar, outdoorsman. He who's a, the, one of the more comedic characters in the. I, I mean, it's not rocket science.
0: And and, and, it's and honestly, the most
1: thing to a relatable human being in the entire thing. Yeah, exactly. Which is saying something, since he's a ridiculous caricature, but mm-hmm. easily. Consider and that let's talk about the characters because they are so. Listen, you can't even call them one-dimensional. Not even one-dimensional, but somehow they be manage to be totally fucking, unbearably obnoxious every time they open their mouths, and sometimes when they're not even opening their mouths. What I now you guys know very well. I'm not someone who insists that characters in the movies I watch be (laughs) likable. In fact, I Uh, like a good reprehensible human being in my movies now it's kind of in a horror film see i feel like okay i mean you can do it one of two ways right one way you do it is you want the characters to be somewhat likable and relatable because you want us to be worried about them while a zombie beaver or whatever the fuck else is chasing them through the woods and and threatening their lives, right because that's where the fear comes from the fear comes right. from two things: yeah. our ability to relate to the characters and worry about them, and also our ability to see the characters as a proxy for ourselves. Both of which are very hard to do if a character is completely unbearable. Now, the mm-hmm. other po- the, but the other way to look at it is: well, let's make these got ga- these characters unlikable so that people will relish when some of them are inevitably murdered and chewed up by zombie beavers, <laughs> and Okay, but even if you're going to go that route, which arguably pretty much eliminates any chance that this could be a horror film, a scary horror film. But if you want to go that route and this is just a film about watching like obnoxious people get killed by beavers, unlikable people get killed by zombie beavers, you still have to make the characters interesting because every moment where they're on the screen and not being killed by a zombie beaver – Killed their bane by a zombie fever me- is a moment that's unbearable for the audience like you can't have a character who's both unlikable and not interesting you can get away and- with a likable character that's not very interesting most movies do it all the fucking time and that's mm-hmm. the cheapest easiest thing to do it's a lot yeah. harder a lot harder to do the other option but i think often a lot more rewarding to have a character who's not likable but incredibly interesting or at least rather interesting but you can't have characters that are not likable at all and also not interesting at all because then every moment is agony you're like jesus these people are vapid they're 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 just shrill and they just go and, and going on, and on
2: and
0: on and about their, than like, that you couldn't even root for the beavers because it was so batshit stupid.
2: Yeah, that's, that's the thing too. Like, um, not even like, not even the moments when they are getting like hurt and chased by the beavers. You're not even relishing that.
1: No, because because no. those moments are all shot terribly. Like, there's no interesting camera work here at all.
2: And there's and Well, like, there's only so you know, much you can do. Tension is just a lot do. of noise,
1: you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. There's yeah. no tension. These, there's no tension in any of these scenes because you don't care about the characters, first of all. And because the zombie beaver puppets or whatever the fuck they are, are so, like, not dynamic in the way they move they're, and so yeah. limited that, like, they never, like, they can't really behave in a way that's compelling.
0: There's only so much you can do when your movie monster is a bunch of cheap styrofoam props that you bought at Spirit Halloween last year when it <laughs> went on clearance when they were closing the store down November 1st, right?
1: Yeah, it exactly. <laughs> That's it. And so but also they're not funny. And I no. mean They're not. There's nothing really that funny about. You would think that a zombie beaver might potentially be hilarious, but there's actually nothing funny about them. They're not. They're not funny. They're not scary. They're not particularly gross. They're not. They're they're not particularly interesting.
2: They're not gross enough to make them interesting by virtue of being gross.
1: There are one or two really gross scenes. Uh, yeah. and I don't want to spoil them uh, and but I didn't wince during them I didn't laugh during heart. them. None of them were even close to the one incredible jugular scene in what we do in the shadows which made oh, me yeah, both wince no. yeah. and laugh. I just kind of gritted my teeth and just went on with it. Uh, you know, just I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Did you Brandon AJ did you have uh... <laughs>
0: uh I'm actually going through my notes because I I hated this enough that I had to take notes. That's that's how bad this was. I was afraid that I was actually going to miss some of the points that I wanted to run over with a steamroller <laughs> <laughs> Um One of the classic tropes with B-movies, when they want to cover up the bad acting, when they want to cover up how cheesy the movie monster is, when they want to cover up how shitty the budget was, the go-to is to just throw a bunch of TNA at it.
1: I was going to say, are you going to say nudity? Because I bet you're going to say nudity.
0: I'm going to get there. And honestly, not enough tits in the world exist to save this steaming pile of bear shit.
1: (laughs) Well, this was, I, I mean... Not to make the pun, but this wasn't a particularly titillating movie either. No, there was, no it really wasn't. It there really were wasn't. A few, a few, not, I mean, not that that would have made the movie better if the sex was like better. But No, but it would have clung was, to the truth. But every – there were like – every moment when – the honestly, I don't know if the movie was – there were a few moments where I don't know if the movie was trying to be like sexy and titillating or if it was trying to make fun of how stupid it is when horror movies try to be sexy and titillating, but it it didn't, it didn't work either way. No. And and, yeah. And honestly,
0: I think even trying to give them enough credit to say that they were trying to be self-aware and trying to play with the trope and try to make it seem like, oh, hey, isn't it stupid when they do this? I honestly don't think that the makers of this movie, and I'm not even going to call it a film, are actually smart or clever enough to have thought of that. I honestly think that they were just aping the exact same shit that they've seen so many times since the 1960s. They've already done better, more extreme, more cleverly and and that's even giving too much credit to those movies
1: yeah yeah i don't know i mean whatever they were trying to do whether they were trying to as you suggested um you know throw some breasts at the film to solve some of its more glaring problems or distract us with a few sex scenes or whether they were trying to make fun of horror films that do that uh, it doesn't work and I'm inclined to think no. it might have been the latter just because I have to believe no. that the decision to make this as a—I well, mean the fact that it's Zombieavers at all implies that this is a parody right and the and the unending torrent of like juvenile sex dialogue makes me think that they were trying to do like i, I don't know like slasher film van wilder or something with this which is horrendous. which mm. reminds me let me just you know which what i knew i was a much better movie maybe i mean i don't know i had a my roommate in college made me sit through the first uh, I think there are actually two Van Wilder films, right? not yeah, made me yeah. sit through the first one because he gave, came to college thinking that that's what college was going to be. And he, it was what somehow it was one of his favorite films. And um, because at that point in time, I hadn't learned that the best, Defense mechanism is to be an asshole. I thought, oh well, I'm just gonna sit here and <laughs> watch, watch this movie. So I'm, gonna, I'm gonna watch this. Yeah. I mean, I'm very lucky he wasn't like, you know, a sex offender or something because I would have. Oh just yeah, I like, yeah, oh, no, well. you,
0: yeah, you would have been in trouble.
1: Oh well, he, he want, he wants, he wants to play yeah. with my penis. So I'll just sit here and let him play. With yeah. My penis. <laughs> I, mean, I, because that, that was the kind of. So anyway, I sat there and I watched that entire movie, and it was one of the worst movies. I've seen prior to seeing this movie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, no. I'm not saying that those movies aren't terrible. Not by any means, but there was at least, it was at least a case where you knew that there was actually a staff of writers trying to make jokes. This one to me honestly made me think it was two guys smoking weed in a basement.
1: Right. Well I actually at one point I was AJ I was on call with AJ while we were watching this and at one point I said I really wonder how much of the dialogue in this film is improvised <laughs> and then I immediately said no I mean if this dialogue was improvised yeah, it would have to be yeah. better it would have to be more interesting
0: yeah oh, yeah,
2: yeah
0: yeah yep. yeah but, no it, it was absolutely atrocious
1: let me tell you how i knew i was going to be in trouble prior to watching this film prior to reading the synod reading like a blurb about it on wikipedia immediately after sarah mentioned that this is one of the films we might watch i googled it and one of the first things that came up was the movie poster now the movie poster is as stupid as you'd expect it's got it's Got a picture of a zombie beaver on it, yeah. and it has the three lead female characters in bikinis, of course. But at the very top of the poster it says, from the guys that brought you American Pie, Cabin Fever, and the Ring.
0: Oh, <laughs> and I <God>. said, Fuck. <laughs> I thankfully I hadn't seen that poster, or I probably would have just I would have taken a knee. I would have joined Colin Kaepernick and I would have taken a knee right there.
1: Just an act of protest. Yeah.
0: Just as an act of protest. Oh,
1: that's what we should have done. We should have done this. We should have done this podcast in complete silence while the national anthem played in the background. But anyway, so listeners (laughs) probably, but Jesus. So thing I never I didn't know that there was any overlap. The the possibility for a movie that combined like an obnoxious teenage sex comedy like American Pie with The Ring, which is one of my least favorite horror movies yeah. of all time. Not that I've seen many horror movies, but of all the movies, horror movies that I've had to sit and endure, I found that to be one of the most insulting. And I it, like, because no, we're not going to get into anyway, The the idea that and yeah, yeah. cabin fever, I think my grandparents like turned it on once while I was at their house. And I watched two minutes of it and walked out of the room. So that, that combination Oh, God. I just knew I was in trouble, you know. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? Oh. Why don't we do our reviews and then we can talk more specifically about scenes? Although I think I've burned through everything that I really wanted. Yeah. Uh, who wants to do the be the first one to give their review of the film? AJ, you haven't said anything.
2: I'll do it. Yeah. Um, this movie was really dumb. Don't watch it. Sarah was dumb for picking it. Sarah's not allowed on the podcast anymore. <laughs> Exile um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean if like if you have any like desire to watch this movie, like go on YouTube and look at the opening scene and then close it and that'll be you know everything you need out of it. Uh, it contributes nothing as a horror movie. It wasn't funny. Um, yeah, I'll give it 0. 0.5 vultures for the for the theme song. And the little animated beavers.
1: AJ, you are too generous.
2: I know, but I like the animated zombie beavers. Now, is that
1: 0.5 beavers out of 5, or 0.5 beavers out of 10? Out of 10. Okay. B-Boy.
0: I'm going to give this negative 3 vultures.
1: (laughs) 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 Oh, shit. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was that bad. It was honestly that bad. Um, it was pretty bad. Whether it's the fact that the comedy wasn't effective, the fact that the special effects were just awful. Um, the horrible acting, like you said, the the dialogue that would have been better if these people would have just gotten high and been sent out to a fucking cabin
2: <laughs>
0: somewhere. Yeah. And not even told that there were cameras there.
1: Right. It um, would be better if they didn't be, know they I were being filmed.
0: filmed. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I think this is a case where they probably would have been much better off just giving these people some mushrooms or some LSD and just throwing the puppets at them. For <laughs> <laughs> <More realistic> reaction.
2: <laughs> I, I would have I would enjoyed that. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Absolutely.
0: I don't know if a filmmaker could legally do that, (laughs) but I'm just saying the result would be better than this.
1: Yeah. Well, listen, I'm a big advocate of unequivocal freedom of speech, but I'm not sure a filmmaker should have been able to legally do this.
0: I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. Is that your review, (laughs) B-Boy?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's – oh, until we can get into the really specific stuff because there mm-hmm. are some specific things that I want to tear apart. But uh, yeah, yeah, negative three.
1: Right. Well, so I, I'd like to be able to say that this movie would have been great as a one-minute, 30-second trailer. Like you know how they made those faux horror movie trailers – uh, for to show between the two films in the grindhouse double feature oh, yeah. that uh, Tarantino and Rodriguez did. Uh, I'd like to be able to say that this film would be perfect as a quick trailer shown between you know, grindhouse films, a quick parody trailer shown you know or maybe like a college humor sketch or something i'd like to be able to say that but i am going to be totally honest i don't think that you could get a hundred a, a one minute and 30 seconds worth of funny footage from this film oh jesus the alliteration no, is out in God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. two weeks in a row two weeks in a row Two weeks in a fucking row. Unbelievable. <laughs> but I, I would I would really I don't think that you could make an entertaining t- an entertaining trailer out of this film. I don't think you could. Not out of the footage that's available in this film. No. That's no. how that's how totally like this film doesn't even have a one joke. Premise. It has like a half joke premise. It 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 it, it, it approaches the. It, it, it's like a rough draft of a one joke film. <laughs> it, 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 the joke's almost there. You think you're gonna come up with the joke eventually, but right now all you've got is zombievers. And so it's madlibs. It yeah, it is. It's madlibs. It's, it's madlibs. You're right. It is, and it's. Trash. It's it's fucking garbage. Um (laughs) you know, I as an amateur, like film I don't want to say buff, I hate the word buff, but as 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 someone who likes films and enjoys films but isn't a paid critic, I always think it's like really deeply insulting when a critic does one of those reviews where they're like, I walked out of this movie it's like really man i'm being you this is your job you're being paid to do this and you walked out because it was a bad movie if i have a bad day at work and i walk the fuck out i'm not gonna, <laughs> you know they're not gonna let me back in again that's not the you sit there and you you maybe you don't grin and bear it but you bear it Uh, And and you write a review and you savage it in the review. But I swear to God, if this movie was not playing on my television in my living room, and if I had – if I didn't have a one-bedroom apartment, if there was some place I could have walked out to, I (laughs) would have walked out on this movie. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah. So my point is zero out of five vultures. I said when I reviewed Kite, which I thought was a really boring, stupid sort of eh film, I gave it half a vulture because I said I wanted to reserve a zero vulture rating for a film that is just so unbearably bad that, um, you you know, I wanted to have that in my toolkit to use at a later date. And you know what? That later date is here. This is, is, I can't imagine a movie worse than this. I can't imagine a movie more unpleasant to watch than this. I can't imagine a movie that (sighs) managed to push so many of my buttons without ever once doing it in an interesting or compelling way. A movie that managed to, Keep me annoyed without ever making me offended, which would have been a good thing. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't know. It, it's just fucking bad, man. It's bad. It's a bad movie. Yeah. So, okay, we're moving on to spoilers now. Yeah, uh, yeah. Normally, I say now would be a great time to pause the don't podcast do it and go watch the film. <laughs> just don't, don't, don't close the window. Don't close the window, guys. Just pause it. Come back. Watch it. No, don't just listen to us. Don't do it. <laughs> no. Oh wow, they hate this movie. I'm gonna watch it because it's gonna be fun. This don't is such watch a bad, it. I feel like no, watching yeah. a really bad movie. And this is gonna be that bad movie. I'm gonna pause this. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Netflix right now and watch it. And this is gonna be hilarious. It sounds so great, so bad it's good right now. Don't do it. Don't do it.
0: No, for mm-hmm. anyone out there who even after that still thinks it'll be fun to go and watch it. Um, might I recommend to you some alternatives that are very similar experiences, <laughs> uh, for those of you with access to a meat grinder or a garbage disposal, uh, if you think it's going to be fun to watch zombieavers, what I want you to do is I want you to take the meat grinder out and attach it to your table or just take everything out of the sink around the garbage disposal and just shove your hand down there. <laughs> because uh, <laughs> honestly, at least at the end of that, you will have had an experience that has changed you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: absolutely. Disclaimer moment, do not actually do that. Yeah, don't, don't do it. I mean.
2: Unless you want don't to. Don't actually, like...
0: no, no, even then, don't, um. Don't
1: do it and sue us, okay? That's what he's trying to yeah, say. yeah. Do it if you yeah. want to do it, but if you, if do, you it, do it, don't do it and do it afterwards.
2: Of your own accord, and it was uh, your if own. If you're idea. going,
0: yeah, no. If you're going to do it, um, what I want you to do before you do that is close out of this window, uh, delete your browser history, and then go <laughs> ahead and have a field day. <laughs> we can't stop you. Yeah.
2: I mean, if you're so hell bent on doing it, go ahead. But it wasn't our idea. <laughs>
1: So, okay, so spoilers now. What? Oh, yeah. uh, B-Boy, was there anything you wanted to... Oh, Mr. Bones, this cat has been screaming through the whole podcast, yeah. and if I cared more about this movie, yeah. I would have made an attempt to like make him be quiet. But Mr. Bones, what do you want? Anyway, go B-Boy. No, what? I,
0: honestly, honestly, I mean, the cat is more relatable than the people in the movie, um, <laughs> yeah. which actually brings me to another point. Um, Probably the only good moment in this movie outside of that opening shot. That was really this, just that great scenery shot of, of the drum of toxic waste floating down the river with the little flash animated beaver zombies. And it was sadly, and this is just absolutely atrocious that I'm even saying it, a real moment that they have during the closing credits where they show the dog. In the water, being chased <laughs> by these beaver puppets, turns around because the effects were so bad. <laughs> wasn't even afraid of these beaver puppets that were twice its size.
2: Yeah, okay, that that's fair. That was that was pretty good.
0: Which which brings me to a connecting point. How can dare they kill the dog, the only likable character in the movie? <laughs>
1: Yeah, that was – it. Uh, but as soon as I, – I couldn't get attached to that dog because as soon as I saw it in the backseat, I'm like, that dog's fucking dead. That The only yeah. reason that yeah. dog is in the movie is to be killed, yeah. which is another one of the – another way of knowing it's like – you can tell that it's going to be a bad horror film if mm-hmm. they show a pet because you know all they're going to do is – they know they know on some level that animal – we are, the characters we've written are so two-dimensional, so vacant, yeah. so yeah, just obnoxious and deplorable that any other living thing will be a better point of entry for the audience than them. So they put an animal in there because they know that... The audience is going to fear for that animal's safety, if not the safety of the characters, of the living – supposedly living, breathing human beings in the film. <laughs> and so yeah. it's always like – if a horror film like does that thing or they like kill a pet or put a pet in harm's way, it always loses me because it's like that is such a st- – that doesn't accomplish anything. It's just a cheap – no, it's, it's the cheapest, easiest, em- emotionally manipulative trick in the book. And the sad thing is, yeah. this film didn't even pull that off. Right. No. Yeah. No.
2: yeah.
0: Um, honestly, I would have even considered that forgivable if the dog had come back as a zombie.
1: Yes, I was thinking that too. I was like, Why killed
0: the guy and kill the guy that threw him off the raft?
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah,
0: had that one cathartic moment so that you could actually root for something in this whole pile of shit.
1: Why didn't the? Do- I mean, that is such an obvious thing that even any other dumb horror movie would have realized. Like, okay, we like bring the dog back as a z- zombie or dog.
2: <laughs> Come on, that's <laughs> like why was the dog? You know. <laughs> also, it's like it's, and and for it's those of you consistent in the like logic of the movie exactly. as well. Exactly. Because everything else, yeah, for, those yes. of you,
0: for those of you sitting at home, if if the phrase "zombie beaver dog" <laughs> sounds <laughs> stupid, um, how about were beavers"?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: How about zombie were beavers? Because that
1: happens. Yep. People who are half human, half zombie beaver. And that was stupid, and, uh, but I will give the movie credit yeah. because that was at least a little yeah. bit surprising—not hugely surprising. I but wasn't expecting it
2: wasn't though. I I completely uh, expected that. I was I I think I actually made a comment about it. I was like, "Why aren't they turning into zombie beavers?" Oh, uh, yeah. I <laughs> uh,
0: it, on a on a related note, um, what what the fuck was going on with that? tail thumping thing that the blonde chick was doing where it just looked like she was really lazily twerking. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I that dragged on for cut shot after cut shot after cut shot after cut shot.
1: Yeah.
2: That's there for those honestly I
0: think they only filmed once.
2: It's fan service for the beaver audience.
1: Uh, I, I will say though that the Zom Beaver makeup was um It was decent pretty spectacular It wasn't bad. I mean it, and it, in in achieving been, that like weird place between being like i uh, like like like, it was bad, but... Both like, gross like, and silly yeah, yeah. and being on that... Like, like, it was inventive in a kind of B-movie inventive yeah. way. Yeah. And that was about... And if more of the movie had... It. So here's the thing. The first hour of this movie is tedious and completely mm-hmm. fucking unbearable. Did yeah. The last... It, with squeezed within the last 20 minutes are a couple of legitimately inventive silly moments but by mm-hmm. the time you get there by the time you have the human zombieavers running around and by the time you have the fucking zombie bear uh, you are so totally just fatigued that you can't appreciate it yeah
0: and and I will I will have to I gotta add this after you mentioned that. The Zombear. Badass. But it was only on screen for literally half a second. Yeah, and it didn't do anything. (laughs) And all it did was roar. It roared once, and it was so obvious that it was just a digitally darkened, version of this first time that you see the bear earlier in the movie where the bear is standing up and roaring. All that they did was they put a couple of Facebook filters on it.
2: They did. They made the eyes
0: glow blue. That was all that they did. And I'm pretty sure all that that was was stock footage of a bear out in the woods. Because you know for goddamn sure they did not actually hire a professional bear wrangler to bring a live grizzly to the set of this yeah. God awful abysmal production.
1: So what you're saying is they only paid for one one fucking thirty second <laughs> not even thirty second one six second shot of bear stock footage. They didn't even bother to buy two thirty second shots of bear stock yeah. footage. Yeah. And they yeah. just they just digitally altered it for the second around yeah, I would fucking little, believe little
0: Facebook that. filter. Oh yeah. Yeah, actually, I'm pretty sure that Instagram or Snapchat or Facebook, any of these social media programs on your phones, I'm pretty sure any of these apps could have done the exact same thing for you.
1: Wow. So, AJ.
2: Um, yeah, and then at, at the very end, I feel it's worth mentioning the zombies. Yes. Sir. Yeah, yeah. So- oh. uh, Apparently, the bees were eating the bear's corpse, which isn't how bees work. <laughs>
0: nope, nope, not even close. Not even close.
2: <laughs> but they needed to get in that zombies, zombies. joke. Ugh.
0: So. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, totally. I,
2: I love puns. I I really like puns. And so do, and I. That, and so do I. that hurt. Yeah. I feel... Like, I'm Will, and I'm like, oh, that hurt <laughs> at a pun, which is a yeah, terrible yeah. place to be. I, I hate feeling like Will. <laughs> well, yeah, no, no
0: it's, it's a moment where you're just dead inside. Yeah, that, it, it really is. It, that, it's that dead inside moment. Um, but what bothered me about that more cheap, lazy pun? Because, I mean, you're not even changing a syllable to make the pun. Yeah. You're nothing. You're making a portmanteau. And and really, I mean, that was that was the shart at the end of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> that was the shart at the end of this movie. But what bothered me even more than that is the fact that they've placed that on at the end like they were trying to hint at a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> this, is not, this is not the kind of movie that results in the creation of a zombie cinematic universe. No, fuck you. <laughs>
1: Honestly, man, I don't I'm know. I'm not
0: making a franchise out of this. <laughs> fuck you.
1: Yeah. Um, I do want to go and back. I'm noticing look- an
0: echo here, so I'm hoping that fuck you just continues to echo into eternity and will eventually reach the people that did this to us. <laughs> I'm including you in that list for making us watch this, because otherwise I don't think any of the three of us would have.
1: Yeah. Well, she's going to have to endure this. I'm going to give her the link uh, <laughs> as soon as we're done recording. Oh. But I want to talk about the bloopers again, just briefly, because um, it's one thing to include a blooper reel on, like, the DVD extras, you know, to
0: mm-hmm.
1: horn it into the Blu-ray somewhere. I mean, that's nothing against your movie, but if you... If you if, you're watching a movie and they put – you know what? I, you know, this is what I wish. This is what I wish. I wish that if your movie was going to include the blooper reel as part of the film, as part of the cinematic cut of the film, you would put it at the very beginning of the movie because then I would know to walk out. Because I have never seen a good movie that thought it was yeah. that decided to include the blooper reel as part of the as part of the actual final complete cut of the film itself. If it's mm-hmm. like. It's that's like rush hour shit. It's like you had to endure two hour, two interminable, fucking endless hours of this movie. Don't worry, we're gonna show you thirty seconds of Jackie Chan screwing around at the end of the movie. You know, and this is what this is. It, it it's like it, it's, they include the blooper reel, whenever they include a blooper reel with a film, it's a tacit admission that the footage they threw away was better than the footage they kept. Yep.
2: But, like, the bloopers weren't funny.
1: But they were better than anything else in the movie.
2: Yeah. No,
1: but the dog one was cute. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they were bad bloopers. Most of them were just, like, spit takes, basically, of people breaking, which were the most obnoxious, pointless kind of blooper. Like, oh, I can't even say my line. line. (laughs) You know, but whatever. But it was still, the characters seemed more human in those moments than at any point in the film. Yeah. Um,
0: Yeah, which, again, goes back to that point that you made earlier of, if they would have been allowed to just improvise their lines, this whole thing would have actually felt like they were people. Yeah. But would have felt more like they were and not people, just anyway. manufactured shitty jokes, right? If right. they even and,
2: <laughs> like the the it, there's another issue with the fact that they don't seem like people, and that's that they don't seem enough like not people for it to be interesting at all. Like it never like gets close to any sort of uncanny valley type shit. It's just boring, stupid, and over-manufactured.
0: Yeah, I think I would have even preferred... uh, I'll, uh Let's try to... Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I, I think I would have honestly preferred if the characters would have just been exaggerated, blown-out caricatures where there was no sense that they were trying to actually make them seem relatable. Like, if they would have been I honestly would have preferred it if they were actually like looking at the camera and grinning.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Like if they'd done anything interesting. Or like as if the
0: audience was actually there at the fourth wall. Yeah. Like, I feel like that would have been a better movie.
1: It couldn't have been a worse movie.
0: No, no, that's
1: impossible. Any, any, anything else here? AJ, Brandon. Yeah.
0: I have actually checked off everything that I have on my list of notes.
1: AJ, is there anything that you wanted to mention that you didn't get a chance to mention?
2: I'm ready to stop talking about this movie. You're ready to
1: stop talking about it. Um, Normally, the last thing we would do would be to talk about the ending of the film. Um, One wonderful thing about the ending of this film is that all of the characters are dead by the time it ends. (laughs)
0: Yeah, and deservedly so
1: actually one of the better things about the film is I don't know if you could really call it a brick joke, uh, but certainly the callback to the beginning of the film that happens at the very end of the film where, uh, the last survivor, the last girl, um, the last surviving character is run over by the same truck that has mm-hmm. Bill burr and the other sanitation worker, or whatever in it, uh, yeah that dropped the barrel of um, toxic waste or whatever into the river normally in another movie i would think that was a pretty stupid joke and probably a pretty dissatisfying end to a a pretty dissatisfying or unsatisfying end to um the film but Mm -hmm. it was easily the most inventive thing that these screenwriters tried oh, yeah. to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'll give it credit for that. It It did. At least they did something a little bit I don't even, I don't want to say clever. I don't want to use the word clever in relation no. to this film no. because it's really no. not clever. It's, it's actually a very easy joke to make but at least there was a joke there and it was a slightly better joke than any of the pseudo-jokes that preceded it.
0: Yeah. Um, one thing that actually did surprise me was that the final girl alive was also the only one of the leading actresses that appeared topless in the movie, which is a huge subversion <laughs> of the horror movie trope.
1: I was going to I mention
0: that. that. Usually the first people that die in horror movies are usually in this order the black person, which there wasn't one (laughs) (laughs) movie this was, this was one of the whitest things I've ever seen.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: Then followed by people that have sex drugs and right. Sure enough, the, the blatantly whorish character who decided that sunbathing topless out in the woods was a good idea one of them alive
1: yeah and um actually that that list that you gave was another thing that was uh basically lampshaded in cabin in the woods to bring up cabin in the woods again (laughs) the idea that they're killed and generally they're killed in that order right that and that sexual promiscuity in a horror film is uh, you know as good as putting the knife in your own back (laughs) And I mean, I guess, and in some ways, I mean, if you wanted to, a common critique is that the reason they do that is that horror films are actually in some weird way, a deeply conservative. um, Storytelling medium or a a deeply conservative form of storytelling. And almost like going back to like primordial time and folklore and fairy tales. It's like, you know, you tell your kid horror stories so they don't wander into the woods alone and it, it, it serves as a way of almost um this kind of moral policing by yeah, example exactly. or by narrative and so like these socially unacceptable or socially um um uh what's the word i'm looking for this, uh, uh um degenerate Well, I I I was looking for. um... Well, I mean, if
0: you're going if you're going to the 70s and 80s, like the roots of these slasher films, that's Mm -hmm. that's what it was. It was this. It was the degenerate culture, and they were supposed to be moralizing. Like this is what happens when you misbehave. The boogeyman will come and get you. He is real. Right. Out of line, and you're not a good kid, and you're not the virgin at the end of the movie. Your ass is grass.
1: Right. Exactly. It's, it, so it's interesting that the film and also generally a film like this would kill off the characters from most to least obnoxious, (laughs) but instead it almost seems to do the opposite Yeah, where the female character who you think is the closest thing to a protagonist uh, Mm -hmm. becomes a zombie beaver relatively early.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: and her friend, and and then her friend who would be like the second, like kind of the the supporting character, right? The like who would die normally near the end of the film, but before mm-hmm. her, she does die near the end of the film, but after <laughs> after the person who we thought was supposed to be our kind of point of entry into the film. And the last person left alive, as you said, is the person who would normally die first. And oh, the yeah. guys yeah. almost, it seems like the guys die in a pretty much just a random order. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. A, uh,
1: but anyway, and I'm not sure if that was intentional. Um, I'm not either. Also, the men die before the women, for the most part, which is kind of, somewhat unusual in these sorts of films.
0: Well, yeah, usually they try to keep one protector alive. And yeah, that's one
1: guy, it, one girl by the, the end of, of the film.
0: Yeah. And, uh, I actually did, I did appreciate, and I really hate saying that I appreciated anything in this, but I actually appreciated that the one guy that was trying to be out of the three lead, the one guy that was trying to be heroic has a fucking tree dropped on him.
1: It's just
2: boom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. That I
0: was I was actually okay with that. What was that, AJ?
2: We didn't even talk about the stupid, uh, like cheating teenage drama subplot that they kept going. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: That was like peppered by these moments where they they discuss this. uh, It's just
0: it was like they cut scenes from Dawson's Creek into something that is actually worse than Dawson's Creek
1: right well what i w- it, it, it's almost like if they took the script a rough draft from a script of Dawson's Creek and recorded the Dawson's Creek actors reading that script for the first time yeah. to practice yeah. <laughs> and just cut those yeah. into the film. Not even like, don't even take the time to like yeah. work on their dramatic script readings or anything to get it polished so that they can have like the fake tears or, you know, just, just like dryly reading. Oh, Dawson, how could you, why would you cheat on yeah. me? Just totally just fucking dry. It's just, <laughs> and insert
0: and, and, and those t- actors because they were too bad to be on
1: Dawson's Creek. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they ended up on Zombie Verse. Exactly. It, yeah. This is yeah. what it it's just it's just everything about it. And so since everything else about the movie is so bad, the fact that it makes weird choices like in another better film, I'd be inclined to say that the order in which the characters die is an intentional mm-hmm. subversion of the horror formula. And I, I, I can't say that about this film. Nothing about this no. film seems intentional.
0: No, it, it, like or I said purposeful. about the very name of it, it's Mad Libs. Yeah. Every single thing just seems like they just you know toss something at a wall to see where it's stuck. And the only
1: difference, difference, of course, is that Mad Libs are funny. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And this movie wasn't. Oh, I will. I I do want as long as we're talking about the end of the film, there is a sublimely stupid lounge song parody that plays over the credits. That I think must have taken more time to write than the entire screenplay for the film. Now, don't get me wrong. This isn't this isn't like some work of comic art. This isn't Warren Zevon here. You know, it's not it's not a brilliant comedic song, Uh, but it is. It's something better than it, it. You know, it's it's better than anything else.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's just bad. It's it, to a- me, that that one little lounge song moment kind of harkened back to one of my favorite scenes in uh, the remake of Dawn of the Dead. Where everybody is in the elevator in the mall and on comes this lounge singer version of Disturbs down with the sickness. <laughs> and it's just one of those things where it's jarring enough to take you out of the moment. right. In that movie, it was one of those kind of momentary reprieves of, okay, everything is going to shit all around us, and then, oh, here we are in this oddly peaceful little metal room with this really relaxed lounge song, except that the song is about something horrible, and that kind of and I'm not going to compare the quality of this by any means. I'm not even saying the Dawn of the Dead's remake was a great movie.
1: It was a better movie than this.
0: <laughs> it was. But for me, that lounge song and the end credits of this, of of Zombievers, it was exactly what I needed. It <laughs> yeah. was something different to take me out of the moment that I had just spent the <laughs> previous hour and twenty minutes, suffering through an absolute agony. Yeah. And it was a peaceful moment.
1: Yeah. And why don't we? Why don't we end with a peaceful moment then? Brought to you. By yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just uh. <sighs> but we yeah. Well, uh, that's it. We're done, right? We're done. Yeah, we're uh, done. We're gonna. Oh yeah, yeah, we're good. Brandon, you're up next, and um. Please pick something better than this. You don't need to pick a good movie. Just pick oh, something I'm gonna, better than this. Uh, I'm going to try to
0: come up with something interesting.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't know I, what
0: it's going to be. But, uh,
1: yeah. I mean, you have a... It, it have should at a, least
0: be something that we can find something positive in.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, you are familiar with many more horror movies, I think, than, certainly than I am, probably than AJ is so it should be interesting to see what you what you pick
2: and hopefully Um, you have more respect for us than sarah who chose this horrible movie
1: and then didn't attend the podcast yep yeah
0: yeah sarah she booked the firing squad (laughs) she booked the firing squad and then couldn't show up for her own execution (laughs) yeah
1: sarah if you're listening i sincerely hope that you uh feel better as a friend, um, I hope you get over your stomach, Bug. Um, As a person you forced to watch this movie, I hope you just keep coughing up blood until you die, alright?
0: Still a better special effect than anything in zombie.
1: (laughs) Okay, we're done. Fuck it. We're done. Fuck it.
2: Can't decide,
0: should I dance or should I dance?